Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back once again to another fantastic episode of Last Minute Kickout. I, as always, am the magnificent Pete Titans Creed Nethercoat. We do have a special guest today. Uh, his name is Mr. Greg Hahn of uh, Spectacular Fame on the internet. Hello, Greg. How are you doing today? Hey, guys. How's it going? Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's, it's lovely to have you here, especially as your first guest. May you come back again it. down the line or, uh, or you know, anything else. We'll work something out. Uh, but joining me, as usual, are my cohorts in podcasting crime. One, Mr. Kevin, the Kevin Eva, Eva. Yes. Hello. <laughs> and as usual, the paragon of DDP yoga. One, Mr. John Turbo Finley. How you doing, sir? <laughs> How you doing? I'm doing fan dabby dozy. Fan dabby dozy. That's lovely to hear. So... It's another podcast, which means another WWE pay-per-view has come and gone. And today we are talking about the Royal Rumble 2019. General thoughts around the room, guys, before we break it down. How'd you feel? Greg, tell us, what do you think of the Royal uh, Rumble? I mean, all in all, it was a pretty enjoyable show, especially on the WWE main roster scale. Uh, I mean, if you're comparing it to TakeOver the night before... Sorry, but not living up to the standard. I, 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 but that's pretty far for the course. Uh, yeah. So I, I'm going to say I'm going to say I'm leaning on the positive end for the Royal Rumble. Oh, I pretty... Yeah, I would definitely agree with you there, uh, Greg, because uh, I actually did enjoy uh, the main card, um, a, you know, quite a bit actually. There was quite a lot of good stuff. There was still silly stuff. There's always going to be silly stuff on on it, and. Uh, some very questionable things but uh no overall yeah i thought it was all right uh same for me actually um i haven't seen takeover yet although as usual i hear it is the most amazing thing that ever happened in the history oh, of the yeah, world it is. uh but yeah uh i think this will probably be the first episode in about oh crikey three or four months where we won't have many complaints about the order of the card potentially I would agree with that. Um, I'd also say that there was one match in my estimation which was not as good as the others, but I think there's a good reason for that. Yeah. But we'll start on something I didn't watch, but the rest of the team has watched, and that was the pre-show. Uh, I think, John, you watched the... Uh, sorry, Kev, you watched the tag match, didn't you? Yes, for once, we have all watched parts of the pre-show, everybody. I know it's astounding. So we started things off with, uh, with Bob Rube and Chad Gable, and they are up against Razor of Orphs of Pain with Drake Maverick, of course, and Scott Dawson of the Revival, because yeah, half of AOP was injured, and they needed some way of moving things along, and also probably making the Revival feel wanted. So uh, we we had this sort of thrown together thing. Drake Maverick explained the situation, and. It was what you would expect, really, for a kickoff tag match, um, in that it kind of was a bit lacking in atmosphere. Not really helped by the fact that, I mean, the whole pay-per-view was in, uh, it was it was outdoors, baseball stadium, uh, so it had that going against it. And when there's not many people in there and it's still filing in, it, you know, has a, it, it loses the atmosphere even more than it would do normally. So... <laughs> It was general back and forth. Um, not much of note went down. Uh, the 
basically the pair of them because of the, this thrown together nature and, and covering for the the injury with AOP um the deal was if they if they won then you know both sets of teams would get title opportunities later down the line um so naturally they lost um but you know you don't want your tag team champions losing to a makeshift team um it would look it was it was what you would come to expect um lots of lots of good tag team work actually uh lots of tags in and out very very quick um they really kept gable away i mean they really went all out to keep gable away from the tag it was even more so than uh what you would have normally so when the hot tag came through it did it did mean something and you got a reaction from the audience which was you know uh, at that point uh, an astounding achievement um but um eventually it broke down with the makeshift team there was some miscommunication razor got uh, got tossed out and didn't get back in to prevent the the pin in time and uh he and drake were very upset with scott dawson scott dawson was very upset with razor and bob Rude and chad gable collected their paycheck and went home that was that was it was it was pretty much it just under seven minutes and it, what you would come to expect for a, a a tag team match like that on the uh pre-show john or greg i don't think you watched this one did you the tag match you joined in for the next one uh yeah i mean granted uh the only thing i remember notably from that uh, tag match was the botch of the at the entrance where uh, the camera fell over as uh, rude and gable came down the aisle and uh, it was like uh you know just a but, uh, no, i can't i can't, I can't remember look, anything look, else after Ke that look kevin dunn's being experimental with these new angles turbo that's what he's doing he's taking the dutch angle and making it even more so well, it's, I mean, granted, it's uh, probably in the same caliber as that uh, one cameraman from, what was it, uh, Spring Stampede 94, I think, from WCW or something like that. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, well done well, if you remember that anyone else watching this. <laughs> 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 that, that one cameraman from Star, Starcade, I can't remember. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, I think something that grabbed a few more people's attention was uh, the United States Championship. Shinsuke Nakamura versus Rusev. Uh, who wants to start off on this one, lads? Because I think most of you will watch this one. Oh, yeah. The uh, the last year's Royal Rumble winner on the pre-show has worked out yeah, well that's for him, kind of a, kind of a sad place for him to land after mm. winning the Rumble last year, and now he's on the pre-show. I mean, at least he won the match. But, you know, Shinsuke Nakamura's WWE run has been a little... Lackluster? Yeah, lackluster is definitely the word. Yeah, I totally, agree. I totally agree on that. Um, I mean, this uh, hot shot in between the US title between Rusev and himself is not what we were expecting of Shinsuke Nakamura, especially since last year. Because last year he was, like, super hot. And, uh, you know, we were all vouching that he would you know get the wwe championship and whatnot but nope they wanted to keep it on aj so it, it just feels like since because they had to have a heel versus aj is what they wanted yeah and shinsuke, of course, obviously, yeah. shinsuke obviously bit the bullet on that one but since he's done that he's obviously gone downhill and ever since he's won the u.s title to give him obviously i presume was the payoff for going heel to begin with mm. they just don't seem to know what they're doing with a shinsuke and b the u.s title 
I thought putting it on Rusev was good, but I don't understand the 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 idea to fling it back to Shinsuke. Isn't that Especially... WWE's modus operandi anyway? They don't know what to do with Shinsuke Nakamura. They don't know what to do with the US title. It's, oh, it's no, go ahead, Greg. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely a problem. But, you know, the truth is their roster is beyond bloated. Like, they have the most talented roster they've ever had and the largest roster they've ever had. What to do with a lot of people. And unfortunately, Shinsuke Nakamura is one of those guys where, you know, you expected, you know, you saw him in New Japan prior to his WWE run and even in NXT when they brought him into there. And he was just killing it, and he seemed like he'd be on top of the world, and you bring him in, and and there's just kind of like a lot of guys are lost in the middle. Shinsuke, who's one of the most charismatic, you know, Japanese wrestlers, uh, is he's fallen into that as well. Yeah, it's, he, it's, he was uh, um, really hot fire in NXT, from what I got told as well, oh, wasn't he? Yeah. That was, oh yeah, absolutely. And that that two-time champion. Yeah, that tends to be the case for a lot of the guys that have been caught, being called up into uh, the main roster it's like Samoa Joe Finn Balor uh uh what's the more C3's recent? off to a great start yeah he's like... like backstage uh, cameos yeah I'm surprised he, he wasn't a face in the rumble as well but I'm sure we'll talk about that later mm -hmm. yeah there, there, there was some interesting there's some interesting additions and some interesting missing faces in in that on both sides so... actually well, I, I do have a question. Uh, do you three gentlemen all watch NXT? Yeah, I do. I watch it regularly. Okay. I don't so, as I watch, I basically clip watch on YouTube. That's okay. So designed. the question is, is NXT as background story driven by writers as the main WWE roster? Because if, if it's not and it's all, here's your idea, you've got... Because the base idea of NXT, from my knowledge... Uh, after we went through that base fucking game show thing and it became its own thing was it was meant to be the proper divisional idea for talent to learn how to go so they came up with most of their own ideas their entrance themes and uh videos and promo videos and we'll go about that way so is nxt as writer story driven as the main roster because if it's oh. not then that could be part of the problem well, Greg can probably uh, back me up on this. Uh, one of their key angles over the summer period, uh, or like, you know, autumn period going into the winter, was the storyline of who attacked Alistair Black, mm -hmm. uh, which was the kayfabe uh, storyline that uh, tried to cover up Alistair Black's uh, injury during that time. And it was wrapped around of who did this. And it's like, and there were so many names coming around into these backstage segments where they were getting interviewed by... Uh, William Regal in the back and then it would all accommodate uh, and then Nikki Cross knew something and she was teasing who she knew and what it was like, I know so they do do that kind of like storyline uh, like storyline angles uh, on NXT it's just it's my, more my, refined my, my question yeah, I... was are they driven by a bloated writing team as much as no. the roster no definitely know. not I mean, I, as far I, I'm pretty sure there's only there's a very small writing team on NXT, but they're also in an advantage because a long show, and they shoot it four episodes at a time. So there's not, you know, like first of all, there's, there's just they have to kind of focus a little bit more. And when they shoot it, they go, "All right, this is our next month of television." So it's all done at once. There's no opportunity to change your mind week to week, like I've I've read that Vince McMahon does regularly. 
uh, with the main roster. There's just like they kind of there's a writer's room theoretically. They get the work done. They shoot it all, and it's all it's all just one ongoing, uninterrupted. Actually, get to follow through with because they did it all at once, and they keep the episodes nice and tight at, at an hour. So because so, everything I mean, kind all... of advantage, you know. So because everything's already all pre-signed off, and they record it in a big bunch. They have your storyline for the next month. They have essentially a month to write the next thing. Whereas, as you've said, and I've read as well quite recently, I believe about the whole story writing process where they have an idea they take it they've got to get it all to Vince and get it all signed off and by the time you get rolled around to Monday then Vince has changed his mind on the whole thing hasn't it yeah I mean, exactly. the, the, the difference with, with NXT is that you've got because obviously Trips is overseeing everything but he's very heavily involved with all the people on their journey from when they come through the door to, yes. to the show and, the, and he's overseeing the shows and he's a bit like Vince was back in the day in that sense in that he was super hands-on so he knows the direction and he and from the get-go and and the end position and he's talking with the people at the performance center and and working on things that side so as a result we get something more of a, a more polished product in a way because it's it's more controlled from the get-go but you've still got the um the performers being able to put forward their ideas and um and work on it with the people they're trying to impress yeah and because it's a shorter kind of like production it makes it a lot easier to have it presented mm. in, uh, on tv or on the wwe network so mm. it's an interesting point because as far as i'm aware it's one writing group overseeing both raw and SmackDown. I'm not even sure if they. It's. I think it's two. It's two writing groups well. with with an with sort of an oversight from. Because above. way back at, when they first did this brand split, way back in the day, didn't they also have separate writing teams yes. for both Raw and SmackDown? Yes, because that was one of the things that. Um, well, Heyman the was the lead yeah, writer. Because Heyman treats it like it's War, um, yeah. and that's why they were deliberately trying to. Outdo Raw and why they helped to succeed out in outdoing Raw with the SmackDown Six and everything that went on with that. Um, I hate to do a Pete, Pete, but we've gone some way from the Royal Rumble. That yeah, <laughs> heavily. Do I'd love right to talk there. about NXT another day? And well, and may, may, maybe maybe but... maybe we'll make a, a an extra cast at some point. But yeah, no, it, yeah, it's uh, an idea. Sorry, uh, you guys talk about the US Championship. Right? Well, yeah, I, the, most notably uh, for this match is um, we're going back to the you know Lana is random task again. <laughs> uh, like. Yeah, you know, it's like getting her shoes off and uh, pointing. Uh, this is uh, for the finish and whatnot. Um, to calling out Nakamura and say, "You're cheating! You're cheating!" For just pointing her uh, shoe at him, not throwing it and getting the DQ. But um, but no, that was enough uh, to kind of like distract uh, or be the distraction for uh, Shinsuke. But then Rusev would inadvertently attack uh, Lana. Um, and uh, injure her, which would lead up to uh, later in the night, uh, and um, Nakamura took advantage with the Kinshasa. And, uh, I would be really disappointed if R the reason Rusev lost the title was because of how they wanted the build to smack that, uh, the Royal Rumble. Well, they kind of put themselves in the corner because you couldn't have Nakamura lose that match because of what we've said previously. Because yeah. if 
if the guy who won the Royal Rumble last year then not only is on the pre-show, but loses on the pre-show, mm. you kind of damage Nakamura yeah, he's, to he's, a point. You know, he uh, was already you know in the ground already. All, you know, anything could have easily just you know put that soil and end it all there. But no, <laughs> he, they needed to get him back out of that hole and you know get up a little bit more and giving him the title is uh the the, the next you know yeah well, well the, why not the logical swap it? step so why not swap it because considering title changes later were i think face or face uh sorry yeah. what was the question kev i think I, I think all the title changes later were all face so you end up having a heel win so Nah. Yes. Slightly bounced out. But we'll talk about those. Uh, no. Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But but it was a, it was a good. Oh, match. Uh, well. Yeah. Well, uh, it was a decent match overall. Um, just a, obviously you know typical things. Nakamura's um, delight of of Lada's pointing though was was great. It was like yes, it's like yes, I am dangling over the town and doing it. Absolutely. Um, Greg, I'll let you lead off on the next one. Um, from what I am led to believe is the highlight of the kickoff show, the the Cruiserweight Championship of Buddy Murphy, Hideo Itami, <laughs> Akira Tozoya, and Kalisto. Yeah, that's uh, the Cruiserweight title matches tend to be the highlight of the kickoff show, uh, on, you know, pretty regularly. Uh, yeah, I mean, this was another great one. I, I tend to I, – I, I go to these big rumble parties, so there's a lot of people. So even though I was watching, it was a little – it was still kind of background noise show until it officially kicks off. So I, I, while I was observing it, I mean, these guys are some of the best athletes in the company. And Buddy Murphy, in particular, has really worked so hard to get to the point where he's at. Like nobody – a year ago today, if you said Buddy Murphy is going to be Cruiserweight champion for, you know, four or six months straight by the end of the year into the new year, nobody would have predicted it. That guy – that guy's just killing it. He got in incredible shape. He's having awesome competitive matches with a lot of these cruiserweight guys. It's just kind of great to see Tozawa and Atami and Kalisto and Buddy Murphy all mixing it up and uh, and putting on a pretty good show. I don't know about you, Greg, but I think over the course of this pay-per-view in its entirety, I've never seen a show have so many jumping knee strikes in my life. <laughs> there were a, there were a ton of them. I want to say Ronda did one. And- yeah. There were a few that Matt Buddy Murphy does it regularly. There, there were yeah, there were a whole bunch of jumping. There was strikes. a couple of the rumbles. <laughs> it was just like, is this the? Because there was a, there was like a, a, pay, a few pay per views ago. There was like for somebody for some reason everyone started doing lariats. Uh, that was the thing. And they were all called lariats on on the on, on the commentary. And it just it just felt like that this was like the move of the month in a way but as as you say it was um it was a, a really good a really good four way there um with some with some hard strikes yeah john thoughts on the match uh, i totally agree i mean um the cruiserweights always just uh, burn it down every time like um uh to nothing on sense for honest. but um uh yeah i like totally agree with greg with how Buddy Murphy is like I when I was seeing him in NXT uh, back in the day when he was still there. Uh, I just didn't see him as uh, this uh, you know uh, you know 
this special character and whatnot, but now, since his turn to 205 and uh, him taking the cruiserweight division and, and being the, its champion, I mean, you know, I mean, he's only like second to Neville, essentially. You know, it's like, um, if Neville was still around, he would still be the, you know, the kind of like big thing of the cruiserweights. But no, um, uh, was it Buddy Murphy has definitely been able to step up and, uh, you know, take, you know, replace the hole that was uh, left. So, yeah. Mm, brilliant stuff. So, definitely uh, a big thing to go like if you watch any match off the kick uh, the kickoff show then cruiserweight championship is definitely the one to watch yeah. there was, Hita- there was... Uh, the two japanese uh, wrestlers tozawa and hitami uh, have definitely come back from their st- stigma that they've been in for the last uh, year or so um and uh, this match has definitely proven it there, there was there were some really really lovely spots uh, in that, in, including one where poor Itami got kicked by pretty much just everybody, um, and <laughs> he was basically everybody countered a kick, and the counter of the kick ended up hitting him in the face. Oh Jesus! Um, <laughs> which was which was funny, but it seemed like the only way to keep him down. Um, but yeah, really good match that. Which brings us to. Brings us card. to the main card. Um, yeah, uh, an interesting match to start off, and I actually made the point because I believe the th- three of us, uh, myself, John, and Kev, were still chatting at that time. Um, an interesting match to start off, and I actually said that um, Asuka versus Becky Lynch. If it starts, that means that something's going to be awry during the women's um, uh, women's Royal Rumble. Um, one thing I did notice, and I didn't really uh, know that this was a baseball field until it was pointed out, but the the lack of Titantron and uh, the entrance ramp is uh, was very odd to me, and it made it look very. What was the WrestleMania that had the long run to the ring? <laughs> Which one? <laughs> uh, there's a few of them now. Yeah, there is a few of them now, but the one that's synonymous with uh, the Ultimate Warrior that runs all the way down the ring. Oh. Uh... But that's what it reminded me of. Well, like, it was a bit know. like it was a bit like free as well. In that, if you felt like they kind of needed the old pulley system, and yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. well, I mean, granted, uh, it was kind of like reminding me of um, how minimalistic. Uh, like some people have made the comparison of uh, WrestleMania 2000 or WrestleMania 16, where that was very minimalistic and it didn't really have much of a big, like, stage or whatever. It is uh, interesting because it was missing the the standard giant WrestleMania sign for people to point at. That was yeah, the fun. Yeah, it was, it was, was the like, thing I was Point to the video enjoying. screen. Yeah. <laughs> we put which the logo up there quick. Which they didn't even do this year. I don't think anybody would point at it. But yes, first title, uh, first match on the main uh, main card. My God, what a barnstormer it was. Asuka versus Becky Lynch for the SmackDown Women's Championship. What a match to start. Yeah. Greg, what did you think of that one? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's hard to, I mean, it, it's pretty hard to argue who the top women in the roster are, as there's so many right now, but Becky Lynch is probably the top person in the entire roster at the moment, and Asuka's unquestionably one of the most talented uh, ladies they've got, aside from the, you know, the four horsewomen and a couple other coming from NXT, so putting Asuka and Becky Lynch, get, seeing them go one-on-one, which they haven't done yet, they had that yeah, I believe Oscar won the title in a triple threat that also included Charlotte. So this is the first time the two of them have gone one-on-one in any significant way. This really tore it down, as you'd expect, and the crowd was obviously super hot. Uh, when you start with a match like that with Becky Lynch in it, you, you, you definitely are kind of teed off a little bit. Like, 
why, why are we starting with what could be the biggest match on the card? Yeah, it's probably leading to Becky showing up in the Rumble in some capacity. Well, uh, that's, that's it. The well, Becky Becky submitting was a bit surprising at first. Kind of gets erased. Like by the time we get to the Rumble a little later, sure Becky tapped, but 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 she made Oscar look like a star, and Becky is already like she's the top dog, so she's the man. We've we've established that we've established that Becky's super tough. So the fact that she yeah. taps indeed then makes Oscar look look really good, strong. Yeah, yeah. It reminds but, everybody uh, as well that it was. I mean, it was a heck of a submission as well that that, that got the uh, that got the. the uh, it was winner. yeah, it was uh, a counter out of a out of an Oscar lock into the uh, re- reverse choke. Mutilation was. was it? Yeah, it was something like that. It was it was really interesting, and there were a couple of high spots like the the super Bexploder. Please don't ever use that name again. Why do we have to call? <laughs> why do we have to use everything off the top rope as a super or, or an avalanche or a? Oh, it's tradition. Uh, it's tradition. Funny uh, it's it's only if they call it the stra- stratosphere uh, insert name here, then you can go. <laughs> okay, now that's getting ridiculous. It, yeah. it, it's like it's basically Digimon <laughs> evolutions, but for but for moves. Um, uh, but. But yeah, John, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, when we always talk about um, openers and whatnot, they they always have to start off the crowd. And sometimes, we've always mentioned it, it, it if it's, um, if it wasn't going to be this match, if the the tag the tag division of uh, New Day uh, with either the Usos or the Bar or whatnot were starting this pay-per-view off, it would have been in the same caliber where it would be a high octane, high high kind of like uh, tier kind of like barnstormer of an opening. Mm. I mean, good, it's good that this was that opening um, yeah. with having these two women showcase how bloody good they are. And, Absolutely. And how, uh, you know, Asuka should have been from, uh, you know, after her loss of uh, WrestleMania because obviously since then she was kind of like in these very very terrible kind of like uh, storylines with uh, Naomi but now she has credibility again she's back and of course having this match with Becky uh, solidifies it and um, it obviously just means that uh, you know Becky's always got to be uh, moving on from this it was something they touched in the in the in the commentary as well about how Oscar had lost a bit of her aura and now she was gaining it back. So mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're going somewhere with it. Um, whether or not they know what the end res- what the end destination is remains to be seen. But I think they don't. I think I think part of the reason this was on first is... It, uh, I mean, we've touched on this before uh, and the, the writing is very obvious and on the wall, especially as we enter into the actual proper build-up to WrestleMania now. Uh you know and we're obviously building towards what's going to happen for the card and regardless of what people have said for the changes of what that card's going to look like there are there are two very obvious choices of who was going to be at the main event at wrestlemania and one of them was obviously going to be becky lynch and the other one was the the a later winner as well and this bit match being on first clearly cemented it was either two things either the women's rumble was going to be on last or somebody was going to be making an appearance in the rumble who was who had lost this match um, and you know, 
because we kind of know the direction that this is going, uh, judge, but especially with the level of smarks that are currently sat in this um, this casting session, um, we kind of knew the direction it was going. So it's unfortunately it's one of the big downfalls I have with this entire card is because we know where the direction of the storylines are going, the matches are very obvious to see who's winning them. But that said, I think we were kind of still hoping. Like, even though we knew it was coming, it was the thing we wanted to happen. Oh, no, absolutely. I, mean, I, I did. We're all like, oh, Becky Lynch. Well, I, I still hope she shows up later. So. Yeah, yeah that's, that's and, it. And, of course, uh, it's also how they portray it is the question as well. Because we could have obviously easily known what was going to happen. But if, uh, but if the matches stank up... To lead to those predictable kind of like outcomes we would have been shitting on it a lot more uh, yeah on that yeah. fact it's only because they actually had a good chemistry and worked it out very well is that we're giving it more praise even though it was more predictable so absolutely and speaking of great chemistry let us move on <laughs> to the best tag team in the world versus Ooh. the bar with the smackdown tag team championships on the line Oh my goodness! By best, by the best tag team in the world, I can only assume you mean the Miz's dad and reactions to camera. <laughs> they were a solid tag team, wasn't it? What was it? Something else that you said as well? I can't remember if it was Twitter or if it was in Discord. That um, it's great that um, Miz and Mrs. Dad are showing them at months how a real father-son bond should be. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't me saying that, but yeah, that's. I think that's why Shane probably wants, probably is happy being a part of that to say, this is what love looks like! This is what it looks like! <laughs> um, but I'll be honest, um, this was really fun to watch. Like, I mean, uh, it it's not a big pay-per-view where Shane Max there where he's not doing something insane. Yeah. And... He, he um, was active. Yeah. Yeah, no, he was very active. It's a lot better than what it has been recently. Mm. Um... I like I like the tease with the the big elbow drop to the table where he didn't. Do it. I loved the fact that he teased the double coast to coast and then got countered into the swing, and then just Sheamus just went on magic roundabout on him and just continued to go until I don't know one of them was probably aiming to take off to the moon. Yes, Zara just kept going and going yeah. and going. Long past the fact the point the crowd thought it was over, he kept going. Yeah. Well, you, <laughs> you, could, you you could also tell that uh, when Cesaro dropped Shane that. Um, Cesaro just looked dizzy. He just stumbled around a bit. That was a nice little touch. And oh my god, the the Shane McMahon shooting star press to finish. Holy hell, that was gorgeous to watch. Ladies and gentlemen, Shane McMahon is 49 years old. And, and he could do a better <laughs> shooting star press than Brock Lesnar. <laughs> well, <laughs> to, be, to be fair, Brock did used to be good at this. Yeah, he used press. to do it. But he was given just it. Didn't want to do it anymore. He was he well. He, he didn't. He didn't want to do it. But more importantly, that that mania, he was. They didn't take into consideration how damn tired he was. Yeah. So he didn't get the necessary rotation. That said, Shaman Man is forty nine years old, <laughs> and he's doing that. shooting star presses. Hey, if you're gonna if you're gonna pick if you're gonna take out the bar, do it with style. Do it with style, and do it with something yeah. that you know is shown to be a big move and you know nobody nobody kicks out of the shooting star press in wwe land so uh, well, it's it, it is almost a protected move these days with how little they bring it out i'd say isn't it well I mean, 
Yeah, well, the other thing is the danger level. But it's, yes. but it's Shane McMahon, so naturally it's fine. <laughs> Sorry, Greg, what were you yeah. going to say? Yeah, I was just going to say, you know, definitely a great finish to the match. Shane McMahon hitting his shooting star press. That should end a match, undeniably. And I kind of, you know, feel bad for the tag team division in general because here you go, you know, like as of right now, the top guys are the Bar and the Usos and New Day and any other tag team, they've beaten all the others and everyone kind of feels lesser than them. And so now we've kind of, we, we, we finally, we crown the Bar as the champs. And then who comes along and beats them? It's the Miz and Shane McMahon. The rest of the tag division even stand anymore mm. you know what i mean yeah. you got these, you got plenty of guys on both shows you got the the revival and the authors of pain Breezango's, i think one half of them's injured at the moment but uh and, and then you know on on smackdown there's the usos in the bar and the new day and you know if i didn't mention anyone else because they haven't really been showing up or doing any mm. making any you know waves at the moment so it's like here miz and shane are the top tag team in the world and who could even compete with them at this point? I mean, that, there's that's... really not much of a division, even though there should be these. The WWE again guys, but Is where does the tag go? I do think that's part of the problem uh, because again. This is all leading into a storyline at some point. I fully expect uh, Miz and Shane to drop. Yeah, Miz and Shane yeah. to drop the belts at Elimination Chamber. I fully expect that. And I, would, this I would think it would be at least fast lane. I thought Fastlane was moved to after WrestleMania. Now. No, it's before. Okay, um, that's going to be ex that's going to whatever, be whatever it's moment. called and whenever it is the one um, the one before they. But yeah, it's <laughs> it's going to lead into Miz and Shane at WrestleMania. We all see this coming. This has been building for like the long the, since the, the mega mega powers will explode. Everybody, yeah, found uh, the greatest wrestler of all time. Yeah. one of those two. It's got to it, be them. It's going to be, be that trophy on a pole match. Oh, oh fuck off. <laughs> No. Yes. Um, yes. I, I, you I know it's hope. true. You I, know it's happening. I Book it, Russo. They're going to go Edge and Christian on that trophy, and that's what's I honestly hope that we actually get heel Shane rather than heel Miz, because face Miz is fucking fun to watch. But, 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 heel Miz. He's just a natural heel, though. It just, yeah. He is a natural heel. I don't want to cheer for the Miz. He's he's that scumbag from the real world, still to me. Like I, I don't know. I see him on TV, and I just Sorry. go like, ah. Oh. Greg, I've got an important question for you. you guys now. are British. You don't know what the real world is. We know. What no, the real we world know is. what it is. Okay. We had the real world. Okay. Okay. So we had the real TV. world. But I do have an important question for you, Greg. Do okay. you support Miz as world champion again? Uh, you know, I don't know that right now I would support that. Not with the roster they've gotten. There was a time maybe, you know, six months ago when he was feuding with Brian where that felt that felt like the top kind of storyline. But not, right now, no. I, I, Miz feels like a solid mid-carder at the moment, at least. Mm, I mean, okay. eventually I could see it. The Miz, is a, he's got more charisma than a lot of guys, and he certainly can go, but... I don't know. At the moment, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to put the world title on it's, either of the world titles. Yeah, it it, it it makes sense because you've got, I mean, as usual, WWE missed the boat. With Miz did some really great stuff for two years and built himself back up again, and they kind yeah. of they, they dropped the ball on it massively. 
Um, so hence he's now stuck with nothing to do and that nothing is known as Shane McMahon. And who knows, this could be the, the hill turn for Miz again, where the actual plan was work with Shane and have a McMahon in your corner to book the matches how you want. And then he gets himself a word. It's like, Shane, we won the tag belts. Think about what we could do if we had another. You could go for the US title. I could go for the world championship. You could make that happen. Two-man power trip, Shane McMahon and the Miz. <laughs> God, I, I can see it because I, I can see him getting the, the big belt again down the line just purely because the reactions of it because everyone will be initially be yay because we, we kind of in our half hearts want to see Miz, Miz at the top because we want to hate the guy uh, oh. and he will be the most obnoxious bastard in the world when he actually when he gets into that position again and they know that he's the go- he, he remains the go-to guy for the media stuff and everything that yeah so he's they, they know they can trust him on that side but yeah they, they've got to go through the motions at the minute no absolutely uh, yeah not we're, I mean it was something we were hoping through last year and we planned it all out and my plans have not come to fruition damn you yes, WWE. I'm, I'm sorry um, you've, you've been done in Pete. I've been done in but it, w- it would have been good um, I can firmly say the tag match was very good yeah I think we're it all was decent. Yeah, it, it, it was, was better than it had a right to be yeah I'll tell you something else that ha- that was better than it had any right to be and that was Ronda Rousey versus Sasha Banks I thought we were going to get another squash, and this match really turned out to be something good. I that really enjoyed sp- it. That had some spice to it as well. Yeah, it did. Yeah, uh, I mean, no, I, I mean, you thought uh, you thought it that way, Pete, but no, I actually thought that uh, because uh, Ronda has been kind of like trying to evolve as this superstar in WWE and whatnot, and she's had these matches over the career and whatnot. She has, you know, had to adapt essentially her or adapt her character had to adapt to all these challenges and stuff like that uh and uh i thought that the the storytelling that they had for um this match uh between ronda and sasha uh worked out quite well because they were going for their submissions they were going for the reverse reversing each other and whatnot granted there was a couple of uh you know uh, like stumbles here and there and whatnot, but uh, to what match doesn't? But some of them, uh, some of the stuff that they were doing was uh, really impressive. Uh, and Ronda, you know, she's she's working it. She's uh, getting through it, and uh, you know, being able to prove that she can hang with uh, the big girls uh, and all the established girls like Sasha, like the four, like all the four horsewomen essentially. So. Ooh, Which, well, ooh, obviously, yeah, the the four horsewomen. Yeah, yeah. I think the story of the of Ronda Rousey has always kind of been like she keeps exceeding our expectations. You know, she she hasn't been wrestling very long. She's still kind of green, and she's definitely a little sloppy. We see there was like a weird crossbody at one point in that mm-hmm. match, and there was there was some. You know, she's not crisp and clean, but completely honest. Like I don't need that all the time from wrestlers. It seems to be the WWE style where everybody has to be super clean and you have to hit every move so perfectly but if this is i know it's play fighting but it's but it's tv fighting it's supposed to look if it's supposed to look real it's okay that the everything's not so perfect and crisp and so when she kind of flubs something a little bit but still manages to land the move i think that makes it even better 
So, uh, you know, Ronda Rousey, I, I think, you know, she's exceeded all expectations and she's she's continually killing it. And they're putting her in there with the right people, too. Yeah, I mean, you, you, make, you make a good point there about how not everything has to be clean. Um, I think it sort of ties in with that, that WWE philosophy that, that, that some people um, say is kind of yeah, part of the cause for the, like the psychology aspect of, of wrestling being lost uh, over time and the believability factor. I mean, you can play into, you know, you, you can play into the tiredness factor when people, you know, uh, miss moves and, and what have you. And, um, you can put that as part of your match, but um, but it's WWE, so everything is, it has to be absolutely a crisp, uh, absolutely clean. Which then people then say, well, that's why it's so clearly choreographed, and you lose a bit of the believability factor. Um, but yeah, uh, we continue, we continue, as I've been saying for the last goodness knows how long, the slow move towards the uh, the the horsewoman off. Um, yeah, it's picking up speed. Thing to see. I mean, I've fingers crossed for it. You know, uh, Shayna Baszler in NXT is killing it, and she's got the other two yeah. with her, uh, Shafir and uh, Jessamine Duke. Uh, so they're all. I mean, I don't know that those two are quite ready for a full-on feud, but a, but an eight-woman tag would be real exciting. Still, though, there's. I, I don't know if you guys read. I read recently that there's rumors that Ronda might leave after Mania. Yeah, I was gonna get into this. So the rumor is is that she's under a multi-year contract deal, but after Mania, she's going to be looking at taking an elongated break to start the family. What the the word on the grapevine seems to be is that the role she'll take over will be almost similar to Brock Lesnar, but more in tune with Cena and The Rock, where she'll be doing like the sparring uh, sparring appearances. More Cena than so, Brock. yeah. So I imagine what will probably happen is we'll probably see some build to this, and we'll probably see some um, run-ins to the ring at Mania. Maybe that might get involved because you know how they got to make Mania a super show and everything else like that. I imagine um, uh, the Raw Women's Title match at WrestleMania will be very similar to the in terms of run-ins to the old Triple H and Sting match a couple of years ago. Mm. Oh. But then, but then we'll see. Must it? Uh, yeah. I hope. I hope it doesn't because Please. that would absolutely ruin it. If, it, if especially if it's going to be given the opportunity, they'll somehow make Sting lose that match as well. <laughs> I was going to say if um, they want to build up the four horsewomen, four horsewomen kind of like mentality, I would think that we do it for the summertime. What? So like. Uh, no, what I imagine will happen, John, is if any if they don't make appearances at all, what we'll see is we'll see them called up as a three-person stable somewhere after WrestleMania, and they'll mm. do the slow burn in the following year, probably after Survivor Series, or like where they'll probably have uh, the Horsewomen on one side and the the others on the other side, and the they'll win and then they'll get ronda will make an appearance as someone's getting jumped on and then it will just do the slow burn to wrestlemania from there on the following year yeah is what i kind of envision uh, i was gonna say the scary thing though with building a dream match that involves eight competitors is you know you don't know that they're all going to be healthy when you want to do it you know like if they're gonna wait till survivor series next year or even after that or like next year's mania or something it's just like it's just such a risky thing to say like we got eight competitors and that's the match that everyone wants to see nobody wants to see oh no bailey got injured let's throw natalia in there or something 
which <laughs> which I feel like would be their go-to. Mm-hmm. You know, you just kind of hope that everybody can stay healthy enough for this for this match that they've been slowly building for yeah. a long time now to actually happen. It also builds to the point that if that's what they're aiming to do on a following year, it means that none of those eight women will be in any position to have the women's championship because to not have the women's championship defended at WrestleMania, either one of them, would be a massive mistake, especially at this point. I mean, it, it depends. I mean, there there are matches that um, go past <laughs> the mere presence of having the belt, and I think that would be one of them. But it's interesting Maybe. that they're starting to go through the gears now on this, and a lot of it's being done on on social media. We've now had it that we've got we've got the ongoing story with obviously Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey. We've had uh, Ronda Rousey versus Sasha here. Uh, Bailey challenged Ronda Rousey on on Raw, uh, and so they've had their match. And it's been interesting because there's been a lot of back and forth on social media before before the Royal Rumble match between Sasha and Ronda and it's got a bit bitchy um, and Bailey's sort of been in the background sort of you know sticking with and, and what have you and there's a lot uh, lots of talk about the four horsewomen name Ronda said that it's all it's all about a marketing gimmick to them whereas opposed so to the MMA you, guys can, believe it I can guarantee that part of this Twitter feud slash promotional video going into Mania will a lot of it will be you talk about the four horsewomen and Ronda will go, I've beaten three of them. She's yeah. technically beaten Charlotte, she's beaten Sasha, and she's now beaten Bailey. Yeah, so you've you've got that, but you've also got the bit that they showed respect after the match, the two of them, and Ronda pretty much immediately turned round and shat on Sasha in an interview. Uh, you've got Bailey showing after the match with Bailey showing respect to Ronda. I'm willing to bet there's going to be something said at some point. You've still got Shaw in the mix, and the rumor is that they won't leave this Mania match well alone, and they'll want to put Shaw in it and make it a triple threat. Mm-hmm. Well, that was another plan that they wanted Charlotte versus and Charlotte got which all pretty the much would guarantee steam. it. I think if they do, it's if it's pretty much a guarantee that they want this to be the main event of Mania. Actually, uh, I think it's been pretty much said that. Yeah. Um, uh, sorry, names are losing me. Becky Lynch was going to be the main event. Be- yeah. Lynch versus Rousey was going to be the main I, event. I, but if they if they put Charlotte in it, it's guaranteed because they want Charlotte to be the one who's in all the history making yeah. moments. So they, they, that's what they really well, desperately want. Players, what were you going to say, Greg? Yeah. I was just I was agreeing. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that it's going to be the main event regardless. But you know what? They throw the word main event around a lot. Especially mm. regarding Mania, and, and when they say oh, it's going to be the main event, there's there's usually five or six main events. That's and, it with Mania you know, now, isn't it? it? It's like it's yeah. Like... So who knows what's going to go on last? Uh, <laughs> the Undertaker will probably have a, a match somewhere in there. Um, he, he's going to challenge move... Becky Lynch at the end. That's it. I mean, uh, but before we move on, I, I do want to say that Wikipedia is my normal go-to for the match lists and everything else, and it's not updated on Wikipedia. So I had another site up which has the matches in order. And the last line of this, uh, the thing I have about the uh, the Romans were entirely is, but Rousey channeled her inner Hulk Hogan and John Cena by yes. powering out by reversing and standing up before hitting a Piper's pit slam with a bridge. And I yes. was just like, 
Right. Am I putting it? <laughs> they, they, that, that entire end of that match was pretty much Sasha doing everything in her power, every submission, every move in her arsenal, and ones that she's never even done before on uh, WWE television to put her down. Yeah, and yeah she, she even had a wardrobe mal- malfunction and using her own... Uh, you know, that, 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 was that, was, that was a deliberate one. Oh, yeah, she I, took it off to, uh, to actually, alleviate actually, the pressure, and then wardrobe malfunction. But I mean, like permanent, uh, like purposely doing it, yeah. and using it as uh, part of the submissions. Ronda Rousey really got good. beat down in that last section, like she's never been beaten down before, and then did a a Cena. <laughs> Whoop! Boop, yeah. Also, also, it's nice to know that, that twisting. Uh, definitely drive whatever it is she does now that actually has a move called uh, as, a, as a name yeah the the, uh, the uh, Piper's Pit because yeah, yeah. We, we discussed we discussed it before on the previous cast that we thought it was actually a really nice move yeah. and that it's called Piper's Pit is obviously another homage so that's good moving swiftly on the Women's Royal Rumble thoughts right. anyone we want to take the lead on this I'll, I'll do that uh, some of the no- notable kind of like stuff that um I thought was I mean granted I could definitely applaud it for not being so legend heavy this time around because uh, um, last year obviously with the inaugural one you had to have all these legends to bulk out the the number and whatnot this time around they had enough women on the on both the main roster uh, and then you had a good showing of uh, the 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 free agents as they're calling them uh, that the, they had in there with uh, uh, Lacey Evans and uh, Nikki Cross. Uh, then you had uh, decent NXT representation uh, with uh, Io Shirai and uh, Kairi Sane getting in there. Um, and even a couple of uh, newbies uh, there, like, uh, oh, what's that, her name? Uh, from The Ninja Warrior. Zia Lee. Uh, Casey uh, Kamazara. Yeah, she she obviously is going to have some real highlights in future women's uh, Royal Rumbles down the line uh, based on what she performed uh, at this year's That one. was nuts what she was doing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah what she, uh, obviously her getting eliminated, she was able to keep her fit, feet uh, off of uh, uh, from the bottom by just sitting, you know, whatever was able to get up, back I think she kind of like reversed backwards up to the the guardrail, and then uh, did did a handstand to the ring post, and then wrap her legs around the ring post, and everyone was like, "Oh then yeah!" Herself up just... and was like, "What's going on with that?" Yeah. <laughs> but, uh... No, go ahead. I was gonna say to your point, like, yeah, it's it really shows the difference between last year's Rumble and this year's Rumble, where. It was so legend heavy, and this year they didn't need them. It really shows the depth that they've kind of created in their roster, where they have enough ladies to fill out these slots, and and for it not to feel kind of bare and lacking. Like there's all the women on the main roster, and then they pulled I want to say well five or six women from NXT and NXT UK, and the free agents who just came to the main roster. So it was just like it just really felt like they didn't like. There's a big difference. You can you can look at last year's Rumble and this year's Rumble, and you you see they've created yeah and this year's got- rumble was definitely much better than last year's so it was definitely uh you know very good and they, they, there was a couple of botched moments here and there uh also we forgot to mention the ar's back um 
for this program. And by yeah. God, of course it is. I, tweet, I, tweeted, I tweeted this out on my Twitter. Uh, basically, when I saw Ember Moon's entrance and that big, massive CGI moon in the ground, I immediately thought Majora's Mask is happening right now. Give that moon a face. We're all going to die. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. I, I try not to talk about the rea- the uh, immersive reality stuff anymore for obvious reasons. If you know who I am, um, but, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's they're, they're plowing ahead with that, aren't they? Oh yeah, the, the mixed reality I mean, so, stuff. Sometimes I, it works, and sometimes it works too well. <laughs> yeah, that I mean, that was pretty impressive. That moon. <laughs> Uh, but no, overall, for the match itself, I I, I enjoyed it. It, it was a really good uh, Royal Rumble, especially one of the highlights, which I will leave it to someone else to talk about. Um, I mean, I was, I really enjoyed this as a Rumble itself because it felt more like um, the the Women's Royal Rumble felt more like a Rumble from say the 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 two thousands era. Well, we we knew that there would be big names. Like the women's division has lot, got a lot of those big, big names on the main roster who lasted a while. I mean, you only have to look at um, so Natalia fifty six minutes, Ember Moon fifty two minutes, Charlotte Flair fifty minutes. You know, there there's not there's only a few people in the Rumble who had what some of those in and out in five minutes. Um, a few more if you look to the under ten minute mark, but. When you have three three people that last about fifty minutes, it's and they're all those big names who are big stars in that sort of division. It really reminds you of say, oh, you had the Rock in at at number number six. He's going to be in there for a forty minute mark. Jericho at two. He's going to be in there for a forty minutes plus. You know, it, it felt like that sort of level of rumble where you had your big names and everything else. And, they're going to stay there for a while. Which is oddly something that I thought was missing from the Men's Rumble, and I think we'll Which get to that. Which is what I was going to talk about um, later, yes. Yeah, so, so some interesting things going forward. Um, it made sense that Natty was out at number two because you want somebody there who's going to be going forward through the whole thing. I thought it very interesting that she started off with Lacey Evans, by the way. Um, I think it's we know that she's big. Them, I think they wanted to give Lacey some more mic time. Yeah. Because unless you watch NXT, we've se- we saw her on the main roster on the the Bliss talk show, mm-hmm. and that's really been about it. So yeah. really, giving her that opportunity to get herself over, and even then, she lasted nearly thirty minutes. Exactly, but the the, the fact is that they're very hot. They're very high on Lacey, or they have they have been in in NXT. So it's interesting that you know the first two Natty you kind of expect because she can she's basically working with everybody and all the men anyway regardless she's, she's the one who's trained she's helped train half of them and as I've yeah. mentioned before here she's essentially the gatekeeper for everybody coming in um and Greg is absolutely right by the way if one of the one of either side of that horsewomen battle got injured they would probably go to Natty because storyline it would make sense either way mm-hmm. um from the history of each of each of the teams so um you but that's like that was interesting uh as you mentioned the the long periods of time for for those competitors ember moon's obviously injured now yeah yeah that's too bad yep she's off to get um she's immediate surgery on on her elbow um and uh yeah she 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 took a nasty tumble when Alexa Bliss eliminated her, but I think with an assist from Nia Jax. 
Oh, mm. what? Nia Jax injuring people? No. Um, that would well, never happen. I, you know, I, I can't remember. I think I think she was involved. With, well, she wasn't. She wasn't exactly delicate in uh, eliminating somebody in a different rumble later on. Yep. <laughs> I was astounded mm. he wasn't injured. Um, yep. But there, there was lots of lots going on there. I, Charlotte got to be a you know a a tough sort of boss character in the middle, and everyone kept trying to. Um, face off with her the uh Kyrie Sane and, and Charlotte having a having a a uh, chop off yes. as both of them being like yeah come on I'll take each other's and then so that was fun um this I, is I, like I, I say don't run to the ring while with a, a spy glass and say you're gonna poke your eye out yeah I was, I was like please don't do that <laughs> please stop this is, gonna, this is probably gonna sound really really bad um, but did anybody feel like there was too much long blonde hair in the Rumble at one point? Lace, definitely at the beginning of the Rumble, right? The yeah, first yeah. four, you know, three, four so women. So Lacey, Mandy, yeah. and Liv yeah. in the first four. Lacey, Lacey versus Charlotte Flair. If you actually look at the pair of them when they have a face off, it's basically Charlotte Flair versus Charlotte Flair slightly shorter. It was, it was a really bizarre thing with them. Just also, Charlotte. Uh, whenever a match goes lo- goes long for Charlotte, she looks more and more demented. I think that's what they're going she's for. Like, though. I don't know it, what it, that is with her, but she just looks. She looks like she's just lost it. More it's more really. Match. I know we've talked about this before, but it's really annoying. We've re- we've asked for heel Charlotte again for so long because just she plays it really do it. well. Well, she is, she is essentially heel at this point, isn't she? I mean, she may as well be, but it's just the fact that it's it's come at that inopportune time uh, against Ronda Rousey, because it was obviously going to be the fucking Becky match. And now it's just like, we got Becky Lynch, who's, what, moved to slight tweener? I don't know. I, I don't really know where she's at. Um, and Charlotte's just she's, gone. She's being, uh, WWE is, is insisting that she's a heel and everyone else is insisting that she's a face. So on that basis. Yeah, yeah I say she's more like Stone Cold, whether they want yeah. to admit it or not. I'd say that's actually a very good, she's, very good she's point. She's got the attitude and the crowd loves it. So Absolutely. Yeah. Um, um, it's, oh, but uh, another thing I want to bring up before we, went, we move on. Uh, it was nice to see Alicia Fox be, actually be able to take part in this Royal Rumble because she wasn't able to do it on the, in the initial one because I think of an argument with Ronda Rousey's yeah. husband or something, and she, she was she was not punished at all. Yeah. Um, but she was punished, and um, she was. I would also like them. to say, rest in peace, Alicia Fox's hat that yes. never once at all in <laughs> any way got damaged. Yes, it refused. It no sells. <laughs> it no sold. Uh, it got a slight chip here and there, but other than that, perfectly. I, I, I'm sorry. I love Put it up on eBay. I love I love Alicia Fox's dedication to this to this character. Yeah. I love it. Really oh, absolutely. The crowd, unfortunately, was during the Alicia Fox Maria was kind of the deadest of the night. Yeah. I want to say, yeah. but even still, Alicia Fox, like she really she goes a hundred percent, and you got to give her credit for that. Yeah. Oh, uh, I for forty-five years. Yeah, I totally forgot. I to- totally forgot to mention. It's like uh, this. This was a very unique rumble as well because for the first, you know, first time. Normally we have women entering the men's rumble, but uh, this time around we had a man 
come into the women's r rumble with Vega of all people. Yeah, she might choose Vega being able to show up in the. Oh, yeah, that was. Um, sorry, that's Selena Vega. Sorry, I, I completely. Yeah, forgot. it was. Uh, uh, Xavier Wood was having having a moment somewhere. I in the saw. Back. Yeah, I saw Xavier's tweets. They were pretty. Yeah, pretty but cool. uh, it, it was uh, it was a sweet little thing. I, I must admit, I was really confused initially when, that, when, when she came out. Who's this? I'm, this is not who I was expecting. Oh, I get it now. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, dear. But yeah, that, uh, that's, also, that's probably not the notable entrant. Yes, because we had a nice payoff to what was being talked about earlier. Actually, before you go that way, we did have a man in this uh, Women's Royal Rumble, John. Did you forget about the man, the myth? The legend, Hornswoggle. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> of, of all the returns, who chased Vega up the ref. Of all the returns, I was not expecting that. I know, they were really kind of telegraphing something because Zelina Vega kept sticking her face out from under the ring, and you're like, most of the time they just kind of hide and wait until something happens, and then they just kept cutting to her, only going somewhere. I, I thought they. So, I thought they yeah. Yeah. So I thought they were. I thought they were just gonna have it that somebody was just gonna come down and just like just not go in the ring because they, they keep yeah. showing it on the screen. Have somebody well, actually have that knowledge that there's somebody under there well, and actually go around yeah. and just drag her out, but, throw her in. Unfortunately, I mean this. Just like unfortunately, the, uh, I, I hate to say unfortunately because it's really cool how they do it, but the hiding under the ring thing got really overplayed this year, as well as the Kofi Kingston yearly spot seems to now be getting overplayed with as john said earlier uh casey katanzaro Kat i mean, i do yeah, apologize right. also uh, I, I believe didn't uh, naomi did something. Naomi, naomi, naomi did, did it as well they did uh an old an old kofi one actually i think yeah, yeah. Like she walked along the ring barrier and jumped onto the <laughs> steps yeah and, but at and... least she got she got uh taken out afterwards by Mandy. yes Rose. that was that was a nice twist on it that mandy rose got a little bit of revenge and they continued that story with um, like, I, I can't hold anything against it. They're very athletic and they can definitely do things. I can't do that. So I can't, I can't hold that against them. But it's just the fact <laughs> Have that... Have you tried? Uh, you'd be surprised. I can barely roll out of bed these days. Um, <laughs> um, Push that man. The thing, the thing, the thing about... Oh, this is going to sound really bad. Um, when we have one rumble and we see that spot, we're like, oh, is Kofi going to do it? But now we've got, is Kofi going to do it? Is Naomi going to do it? Is Casey, if she makes another appearance, is she going to do it? You know, it's it's the spots that we used to see from one person every year, which has now become twice a year because we've got the greatest Royal Rumble as well, if that comes back again. And... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> that, that sound... Yeah. That, that sound, Greg, is, is, encapsulates it all. Just, yeah. Just, but it, uh. it's just, it, it becomes, uh, you know, it becomes less, it's it's one of those big, like any spot, like Shane McMahon's shooting star press at the Rumble. It becomes one of those things that it's like, is it overplayed now because multiple people do it? Still impressive, not taking it away from the athletic people who can do this stuff. It just kind of takes it away when we see other people do it. And I mean, here we go. I mean, even the same post that was looking at. Meanwhile, Naomi and NXT superstar Casey Catanzaro, a former American Ninja Warrior champion, completed essentially the same Kofi Kingston save by by walking on their hands outside to avoid elimination. 
you know they they even reference it and that's where it loses some of its magic which is unfortunate great to see it fantastic and it leads me on to the same thing that vega did with hiding under the the, the ring it's okay it's cool not anybody else has seen it it's different from just not entering the ring straight away but then we see that later on is in this on the same evening as somebody else doing it mm. and it just lo- it just loses that little bit of a spark right so um i just double checked um regarding saudi arabia because i was pretty certain this was the case but would to be sure um what's being reported is that we're going to saudi arabia twice in 2019 um in may and november which would presumably be we'll get may being the greatest royal rumble and, and crown jewel being being crown jewel because that went so well well let's hope there's not something super um yeah what's the word uh, yeah <laughs> no, what i mean it? i think it's already been done though i think you know there what more needs to be done to make this already something to shake your head at yeah, yeah. early in the hole <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, I've had my little rant on that. It right. was a good rumble. I just feel like it just takes some of the special stuff away. But, but um, you were saying about you were saying about a, a man entering the women's royal rumble. I think you mean the man entered the women's royal rumble. She, she did. Uh, Lana came out at number twenty-one, still selling the same injury that happened during the. What did I say? Sorry, you said twenty-one. Yeah. Numbers. Twenty. I say numbers. What are they good for? I'll be the first person to complain if my paycheck's wrong by uh, seven pounds. Um, she came out at twenty-eight, selling the same injury that she received during the uh, Rusev's title loss, which I hope wasn't done just for the sheer point of this. Couldn't get in. R- uh, Rousey came out, I believe, after number thirty, while Lana was yes. still in the entrance. Lynch. 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 Oh my god, I'm bad with words and names and numbers. <laughs> well, wait, did, well, did, did Ronda Rousey win the Women's Royal Rumble and challenge herself? No, she challenged Asuka. <laughs> I was gonna, I, no, I was gonna, no, I was gonna say she was doing a whole Kogan. Uh, she was there, doing it all. She was yeah. doing it all. She's all commentary the, too. Like, champion great. wins the Rumble. Yeah. Absolutely. But Rousey came in uh, at the end of it all. Mm. and um, we had some really good Rousey Charlotte moments as to be expected Charlotte looking dishevelled as it gets up Why do you keep saying Rousey? Keep... Because, I, because I'm special alright that's all it is I'm, right. I'm a special boy Lynch Lynch came in there were some fun moments between Lynch and Charlotte and um, yeah Lynch wins Lynch goes on to Wrestlemania as everybody was expecting and then the mm. next night of Raw, she has officially challenged Rousey. There mm. you go. She has picked up an injury, though, it looks like, Becky Lynch. Uh, was it she from was... Nia Jax? Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, as it, as it happens, yeah. But yeah. she was still selling it at Raw last night at the time of recording. Right. Um, so she sort of limped down the ring to face Ronda Rousey. Um, sometimes known as Becky Lynch. And, yeah. It, so there's that. Hopefully, it's just a bang, or she was just selling storyline. But I, I would have thought it would be a sell uh, for the story because they really played it up in that last bit of the rumble, mm. where she was like, she was holding her leg, and she was like, "No, I want to get back in the ring and want keep fighting and uh, whatnot." So mm. I think so you'd, um, you'd, you'd hope because. 
we don't need anything else trying Bad to derail happening. this yeah, trying to no. derail this damn thing yeah but, it's uh, almost it would almost be nice if they all had like lighter schedules you know that that you know considering that, the vastness of their roster maybe some people yeah. can get off every once in a while mm. That that, that's, that that sounds like union talk, Greg the <laughs> Greg the body hand over there. And it's it's really really. I'm I'll um, no. I'll touch about this towards the end of it because I think it's all a, a nice discussion point to actually end the show on. Um, I think yeah, we're happy with the rumble, the women's royal rumble. Very good showing. Yeah, mm. yeah, it was great. My I'm wife not. won the uh, the pot. We do a we do we draw numbers and throw some money in. And right. so my wife turned twenty-eight, so that worked out for her. I had Maria and one half of the Iconics, so that that you, ended. You, you, you did well then. You was did it, well. Was it me, or were the Iconics really crap? In oh that, yes, they were. In that, I, the crap I, overall, really. I I like the Iconics. I think if they just shut up, they could do so much <laughs> better. You know, they could be a presence. They. They'll probably be a big thing when the women's tag team championships become a thing, you know. Oh, and oh, they're, they're winning it. i will tell you what. I'll be. I will fully expect post WrestleMania that we'll have a specific women's slot on the WWE Network, much akin to Two Hundred Five Live, just so the women of WWE actually have their own show and probably build stuff up. Cool. It would be very good. Yeah. There must be a day of the week they've not got a show going at the minute. Well, so this that... is again something else I was going to talk about later, but they now have. Five, five live wrestling shows Raw, Smackdown 205 Beautiful. Live, NXT and NXT UK so there's at least two days in the week because I'm not there's counting the event, yeah. yeah I'm not counting the main event and everything else but well, they, they have they have uh, what was it uh, Superstars and Main uh, oh Superstars and Main Event yeah. but uh, like the main shows they, they pretty much have Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday as their whole block just put another show on Thursday and there you go you got like four days in a week why not? Yeah, just overblow it, guys. I, I look. We we all know Vince wants more stuff on the network. Um, if if they can, if they've managed to turn two hundred five live around and they actually have a decent productive uh, value on it, production value on it, and a good story writing team that doesn't just turn around and go, she was my friend, she betrayed me. As long as we don't have storylines like that. Then, but that, that's know. half of all wrestling stories ever. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I'm quite sure we'll see uh, a women's show that's similar to 205 Live that might be on the network. It would not surprise me if that's down the line, especially with women's. Have it's got to be coming, surely. But yeah, um, let's move on. On the main side of the Rumbles. No. No. No, it's like the whole... Because that's essentially what this whole thing was. It's like the first half was all the women. So the, the, bar, the bar, the Miz, and... Oh, Shane wait, sorry. I totally women. forgot. I totally <laughs> forgot about that match. Well, if you don't, if you don't see gender, that, John... Besides that... If you don't see gender, John, that's, that's down to you. All right? But, um, that's an internet rabbit hole we shouldn't go down. No, it's absolutely not. WWE Championship, Daniel Bryan defending against AJ Styles. Again, brilliant bloody match. Uh, ex again, I mean, this this improved on what we saw last time where it was a methodical match following uh, that before a methodical match, but we have just the one methodical match this time. It was good. And after the Rumble, it was a little bit slower we, after mm. all the Rumble's high action. And then 
surprise return. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I I really enjoyed this match. The ending felt a little bit weak with the surprise return, um, but it was interesting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles are among the greatest wrestlers alive, and you know I've been watching those guys since. 2005 and ring of honor and stuff so that you know they've been delivering high quality matches for a long time i think personally this wasn't my favorite outing of theirs um i, I think the eric rowan thing had a lot to do with that it was it was kind of a head scratcher you that. go why why is eric rowan walking out at all right now You're just I rowan th- um, i think uh, i think it has to do and this is just a personal thing less less thinking about the white stuff but I think the only way they could have continued this rivalry was for the match to not end clean. Mm. Sure. Yeah. It. Yeah. The, you had that factor in, and as, as you mentioned, Pete, you've also got the fact that it was uh, it was ideally placed on the card because you had the, the crowd tired after the Royal of the Women's Royal Rumble, so it was a slow, methodical thing that built them up. Um, uh, back, but built them back up again. So, um, whether or not this will play into the additional uh, imminent returns of Luke Harper and Bray Wyatt remains to be seen. It'd be interesting if the Wyatt family reforms, but the head of the Wyatt family is Daniel Bryan, because that would tie into what they'd done previously with the two. But. I'm kind of I'm not really leaning that way in that you know Rowan coming out dressed in a flannel Mm. just makes me feel like he's going like the Daniel Bryan you know vegan gimmick or something like he's leaning more into Daniel Bryan's character than it does former Wyatt character it it does smell like it's probably going to be more of a straight edge society rather than another Wyatt family thing that's that's what I was thinking this was leading towards Mm. I mean, if they get the rest of the Wyatts and we actually have the Wyatts plus Brian in the proper heel thing, that would be interesting to see rather than just a heel turn just to get for Brian to get his own back in a cage. That would that would be interesting to watch. But um yeah. I don't know. I think it's got promise. It, we just have to see where it comes out. If there is Chamber, I mean Chamber's gonna be a big one. Uh, I mean, I think it's safe to give Daniel Bryan the benefit of the doubt because whatever character he's doing, it always, the cream rises to the top. He's been killing it with this new heel angle. This better than you vegan recycle, recycler. You know, like it's the the idea that he's saying all these things that we should be supporting and we're booing him for it. Yeah. Yeah. Really, what a great heel he is. I think, um, I think. Uh, I think it was Jim Sterling that actually said it for this week's Smackdown. He was just like, why are we all booing Daniel Bryan for being a heel when he's actually saying the correct thing? Yeah, well, because it's, um, it's it's the whole te- um, concept of, you know, it's his character turned up to 11. Mm. Or like, it's, his, it's him turned up to 11. Uh, overblowing it and whatnot. And making it, making you, trying to make you feel bad and whatnot is his way of trying to do it. And I'll, I'll tell you the exact point that Brian's changing characters sold on me was when he did the 
interview on SmackDown where he had the ring on his own. The first one I think he had since he got the belt. And the biggest thing that it sold on me, and I mentioned it on um, the LMC Discord at the time, is that I noticed during the interview that he didn't have the yes plates on. And he threw yeah. him down. And that that's the point that his his new persona he really sold on me and, and I enjoy what he's saying. Yeah. Of course, uh, Brian's greatest achievement throughout this entire pay-per-view was making the special Royal Rumble, Bur Rum Royal Rumble burger that you could get at the oh, event, yeah, which, was was some, which was some horrendous monstrosity of food. Um, but uh, he managed to make that completely sell out, apparently, because he, he raged on it so much. Um, if you get a chance looking up on Twitter, it was just like, uh, how on earth you could eat that? God alone knows. Um, but... Hey, you've got the vegan guy making you all go out and buy burgers just to spite him. So that's, that's an interesting, interesting uh, idea. That and it also also shows that uh, heels can be really effective marketers if they're played right. Well, that, that's how Miz has always been. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. That's why he's always. Doing... That's all, why he's always doing uh, Marine movies. You're doing stuff to spite them. He doesn't want you to buy his merchandise. Well, I'll show him. Yeah. Gets wallets. Um, I don't know. I really enjoyed the match. Um, especially what was it? The um, the moonsault off the barrier into a reverse DDT. Yes, that was a that was a gorgeous spot. Yeah, always love it when when AJ AJ's does always that. good at that. Mm. And you got Brian as well, who he can do it smoothly with. Absolutely. So. I did. I did cringe a little bit because it's a whack to the noggin on the outside for Brian. Yes. But then again, as again as we've said previously on on these, it's we're kind of programmed for any hit on Brian's head to us all just go, yeah. oh my god, no. I think I think what I would have liked to see more in this match is the same sort of cerebral mind games from Brian that we saw versus Lesnar. I think I saw yeah, but match at the start. Really, really had it dialed up versus Lesnar and that's what I really enjoyed about the Lesnar-Brian matchup was like how he just played games with Lesnar I think we'll get that going forward from now a bit more yeah. but but hey it's, it's interesting uh, to see could be interesting to see where they go with this with Rowan and uh, being thrown into the mix yeah I mean, we'll, we'll probably see a lot more of that on SmackDown mm. this week, but it might just be a lot more of uh, Brian shouting down the camera and saying he agrees with me. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see how that sells that out. That could be his entire program. His, his entire promo. So, right? just, just yelling he agrees and then walking off. Again, um, I think we saw uh, Brian retaining. I think, again, it was another... Um, we saw this one coming uh, into another we saw this one coming with Brock Lesnar again not dropping the belt uh, until Wrestlemania um, I did say at the beginning of the night that I would have liked to see uh, Balor win if just for the fact oh. that you know we'll see Lesnar in a fucking elimination chamber properly rather than whatever the hell else but I think I Greg and myself would totally agree with you on that um, <laughs> yeah I, I, it's I just I... bit Go on, Greg. No, you go. You go. Kind of, they kind of telegraph it when Finn Balor comes out for a big match and he's not dressed like the demon. I know right away that 
his chances are real slim. If he was fighting Brock in Demon Gear, you can get a little bit of hope. I mean, maybe. I mean, I know he's not really. This this feud didn't quite call for yeah. for the demon to come out yet. But it's just really you just assume like Balor doesn't really stand a chance unless he's dressed like the demon, uh, and that's just kind of uh, that's a sad state of affairs. But that's kind of how their booking has gone. This is a I mean, match that that should have happened a long time ago. Finn Balor lost the universal title; he had to give it yeah. up. What was it? Two years ago now. It's kind of a match you were ho- we were we, I was hoping to see a long time ago when he returned, and they just kind of kept pushing it off. Yeah, the uh, first time he had it was when uh, Reigns won it off Lesnar, and Reigns went, "You get the first chance," and they did it on they gave it away on Raw, and even then they kind of semi ruined it with um, Strowman with Money in the Bank. But yeah, I think Balor's going to have a better chance. They just. I think they kind you can't even say they want him to look strong because they've just done jack all with him since he's been back really but um again I'm just tired of the the big versus the little guy story it's yeah. it's so tired I mean, but, and it's so played out but here's the thing it's like at least you know Balor at, at least Brock knows how to bump for the little guy because we've seen that with AJ Styles we've seen that with Daniel Bryan and we saw it again with uh, Finn, Finn Balor here yeah where he did work well with Balor, and Balor was putting on, you know, the great offense. Things like uh, I think uh, one ta- uh, one percentage number that was going around is that Balor had about like seventy percent of the offense in here, and it wasn't just like Suplex City constantly uh, no. in this match. It was like it was it? very very minimalistic. I have one problem with this match. Was it the um, kayfabe digging no, the ribs? No. Um, I thought that I actually thought that was quite a, a good way of giving Brock a potentially legitimate injury. I mean, dangerous. Oh no, absolutely, um, yeah. d- dangerous as hell. But you know, you could kind of understand that it would be an opening. My problem is that when we have a Brock Lesnar match, you know, it's it's high paced and exhilarating. But there are one of two Brock Lesnar matches we have. Um, one is the sort of the long drawn out one and one is the the guy jumps him at the beginning and it's all really really fast and Brock's on the ropes and everything and yeah it's exactly the same Mm. and at what point are we gonna is everyone going to realise that because you know it's, it's great and it gets the big reaction whatever but it is essentially the same match He's like, was it worth it? He's like, is it is going to be a long match or is it going to be a high-paced short match? And if it's the high-paced short match, he's probably going to get jumped at the beginning. He's then going to fight his way back. He's then going to have something that he's going to be hurt, or he's going to he's going to hit his elbow off the off the ring post, or he's he's going to going to quote unquote tweak his knee and be, you know, hobbling around, or he's going to go into a table now, and then it's going to be you know right on him right on him right on him and then right at the end it's going to be one move or two moves and then he wins yeah no, I can see that actually um, I, I told you just made me remember about going backwards and uh, whatnot of uh, um, in the Ronda 
Ronda Rousey Becky Lynch match where Ronda hit her arm on the LED post and then it flickers oh, and yeah, yeah, the, just the stay of the, like three, like one, two, three, flicker. Yeah, and then it's magically okay after yeah. that. Afterwards. It was it was wonderful how on this LED screen we've got this television static. <laughs> for, for yeah. television static from the 80s which we don't even get anymore yeah. <laughs> so, so, sorry to backtrack to there but let's go back to this now and, quick uh, turn the switch turn it off <laughs> anyway Pete yeah, you were that saying was, that was hokey um no I was gonna I was gonna kind of agree with Greg um but then I, I was gonna just uh, about the demon that was. Uh, but then I was just like, yeah. I mean, clearly he's saving it for WrestleMania because he only pulls it out versus special moments. And then I remember when he just randomly was the demon versus uh, Baron Corbin at a throwaway match, like not that's too long slow. ago. Yeah. And I was just like, what's he? What would he pull out the demon for? Clearly, to he's make not us in the care world. about Baron Corbin, and no, it still didn't clearly. work. Um, I mean. I assume we're going to have some sort of intercontinental ladder match at Mania. Uh, that's the way that's probably looking at going. He's not going to be the demon for that. Um, so, I mean, we're probably not going to see the demon until SummerSlam, I imagine. Probably. If that. But, uh, I don't know. Um, I'm still rooting for eventually Rollins versus Balor. I think that's going to be a stellar match to watch. Um, yeah, who knows? Hopefully we'll see some cool stuff post-WrestleMania with Balor, but at the moment we'll probably see Balor in Elimination Chamber. I don't know why. I don't know what the Elimination Chamber is going to serve for the Raw Heavyweight Championship. Lesnar's not going to fight in that, and if he is, he'll be the last person in, and he'll just decimate and win. So... Very likely. Hmm. It's disappointing, because the the problem... and uh, I don't really want to shit on it, because nearly everybody else there out there in the world does... The problem with Lesnar having the championship means that we know it's not going to drop until a specific moment. It's we talk about we've talked on the show many many times about how WWE writing is predictable and Brock Lesnar is the epitome of that. Mm. And it's disappointing. And um I like the guy, but maybe it is time to actually just leave and move on. It's a good paycheck, I get it. But maybe it's the time that that WWE makes the call that we don't want to see Brock. Yeah, I it would totally save them a lot of money. What was what was interesting was uh, this came up on my Twitter feed. Uh, you may be aware that uh, they've recently done the... get another one of their twenty four seven programs, mm-hmm. which yeah, covered which covered Mania. Uh, and there's last a clip. Yeah, yeah, last year's Mania. And there was a, there's a clip of Brock coming back, uh, you know, through Gorilla uh, after the match, being pissed off and throwing the belt at Vince McMahon. Oh yeah, because we heard about this, didn't we? But <laughs> yeah, we never yeah. saw it. We never saw it. But he, he threw, Vince is busy doing all his stuff on on that Gorilla, and yeah, Brock just straight up throws that very heavy belt at McMahon. Um. So uh, yeah, it's it's still you know um, it's still not wonderful between the, the all parties there. So, but it's they're just going for it for the star value and the draw that um, Brock. He's still a big is. draw. That that that's what I don't get. Everybody hates it when Brock has the belt. They do. They loathe it because they know he's not going to be on the television week in week out because it's the deal that Brock signed and the deal that Brock wants. 
mm. and yet every time he's on the card he's such a massive draw I think that's more for Heyman talking more than anything else because they know mm. that Heyman will be there but he's such a big draw and I don't get it because people hate him with that title well anyway on to uh, what I think was the most disappointing match of the evening uh, more for the fact that this became a five hour pay-per-view and god I was not ready for the, the, the pre-show was two hours well I didn't watch the pre-show yeah thankfully. lucky um, um, it's just it's boggling because even if you watched it live on the network which I was at the time by the time it was meant to finish the, the 24-7 show was meant to have started on the on when the last rumble was like to start and I was like what are we really a five hour show but yeah um who wants to start talking about the men's Royal Rumble? John, you've been nominated. Talk about the men's Royal Rumble. All right, fine. Uh, well, you know, I kind of thought it was okay. I mean, granted, I hated the start uh, because I had my least favorite character at the moment, which was... Uh, Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> two of my least favorite characters. <laughs> yeah, Elias and uh, Jeff Jarrett starting things off. I this bit. And it's like, uh, it's like, I hated Elias already, and you know we had to have a J E double F J A double double T E uh, where? I like the fact that you can't even spell it the amount of times told us. You've got to get the get as many in as possible. It's interesting. It was nice to see Jeff Jarrett for the sheer sake of what they what they did with it. Yeah. Like, okay, it's, it's a cool moment. Well, Pete, Pete, all I've got to say is you've still got to you've still got to watch Raw. Oh, don't yeah. say that! <laughs> don't say that! Yeah. But, um. Oh, you didn't yeah, know. But at least, at least I'll commend it that uh, Jeff Jarrett was the only legend in this match. Uh, excuse me, Kurt. Kurt. Oh, well, oh okay. okay. Uh, excuse me. Not active. Yeah. Yeah, someone that hasn't been active in the last five years. I think you're. I think you're clear, clearly forgetting about the three biggest legends that were in this rumble: Pete Dunne, oh, Alistair yeah. Black, and uh, Kurt. No Hawkins. way, Jose! <laughs> Mate, Kurt Hawkins has had recognition from The Rock. That boy's going places. Kurt... <laughs> he got an elimination. Hawkins Yay. got an elimination for him. Uh, and then he got murdered by Samoa <laughs> but um, I think this is a good point to talk about it um, the, there's not a lot like we talked about in the women's rumble um, there were a lot of long lasting people it was brilliant it was good to see we, there wasn't many people that were under like five minutes or so in this you just look at the card and it just feels like there were so many throwaway people like, I'll just go through the list of people. I mean, you had Jeff Jarrett at the beginning. We won't count that. But Kurt Angle, 3 minutes 15. Jinder Mahal, 30 seconds. A world champion. Two world champions in under in under five minutes. Like, regardless of what you think about Jinder Mahal, he's still a world champion, you know? Uh, Kurt Hawkins, four minutes. That He had a bit of fun in there, though. Titus O'Neil, five seconds. Okay. No way, Jose. In and out. Xavier Woods, three seconds. Xavier Woods. Yeah, I mean, I, I, that was like, I blinked. Yeah, I, I blinked and I didn't. I blinked and then Xavier was on the floor, and I um, honestly was wondering what the heck was going on. 
Can someone explain to me the Bobby Lashley thing? Was that an accident? I, I have no idea. You'd think that they, I mean, it feels like they're pushing the guy all the time on Raw, and then you throw him in the Rumble, he gets in and out in 13 seconds, and I you mean, go, well, are we taking this guy seriously or not? Like, I what mean, what message thing. are you trying to send? When he fell out, he looked at his hand, so I presume he slipped. Um, but I'm, I'm honestly, I'm not sure what happened to Lashley. Um, they've given him the title belt. I just don't get it. I honestly don't. It's but, yeah. Again, he's a bona fide world champion, and mm. all of these, all of these people that are under there is just who had the longest time on there. Just looking at it. Oh yeah, the guy who won the Royal Rumble at forty-three minutes. The next person who's close to that is. Uh, having a quick scan of this, Samoa Joe at 23 minutes. Mustafa Ali had 30 minutes. I'm oh, sure. did he? Mustafa Ali had 30 him. minutes until so he did. Nia Jax tried to kill him. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. That was. Let's talk about some of the good stuff. They had the, the <laughs> NXT guys, right? Bringing in Alistair Black, Johnny Gargano, um, Johnny Gargano, Johnny Wrestling. That's exciting. Just to see him in a WWE roster ring. It's pretty exciting. I've been excited. Right? Go ahead. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, I was was excited for Gargano because I've only watched the one and I'm really bad. I'm I'm clearly the worst smark in the room because I literally only watch (laughs) WWE and nothing else. Um... But John, I'm, prepare, I'm, John, prepare him a playlist of all the. No, all I the have zero time. Um, I've watched the match of Gargano, the ve- the first match of Gargano versus uh, Chomper. The um, what was it? Yeah. The, the, the unsanctioned match. The unsanctioned match, and that's the first time I've seen Gargano and Chomper. So I've been really hyped to see them properly. Uh, the first time I saw Alistair Black was when he did that match on SmackDown years ago, and then I've caught the odd thing from Black, and I'm really hyped to see him. Pete Dunne, I'm well aware of him. Watching Pete Dunne on uh, Drew McIntyre, Jesus, that was that was so fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. Pete Dunne is probably my favorite wrestler right now. His match, he always delivers. He's so cool. I love. I honestly, I just love the. I mean, I love the British style of wrestling. I love the 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 finger breaking stuff that he does, yeah. and just like tying people up in knots. Like I, th- I saw him yeah. one time. In, in, uh, live at uh, PWG, ten man tag where everyone stuck their thumbs up each other's butts. And it was <laughs> not uh, the ideal Pete Dunn match, but uh, uh, just a fantastic wrestler. I love that guy. Yeah, absolutely. I, I got to see um, I got to see him live because uh, Shakara did King of Trios. But they brought, oh cool! But they but uh, like not last year, but like the year before, and they brought they brought it over to the UK and they shot it in Wolverhampton, and it was great because it was it was him and Mustache Mountain as as the trio, uh, and that was great. But it was weird because they they had a weird thing, but because he couldn't come out with the belt. Yeah, because it was the weird contract they were. It, on, there, there, was a, there was a weird thing because he wasn't, even though he was there to promote, you know, as as the UK champion, he couldn't. Uh, he wasn't allowed to show the belt. But I mean, that was that was a super hard hitting. And again, you had the joint. He was doing the joint manipulation and the the, 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 oh. the breaking and wasn't, the fingers. Wasn't that the show where you took a, a common friend of ours who hadn't really <laughs> seen a lot of wrestling and someone nearly fell on him? Oh, uh, the the perils, everybody, of not being familiar with wrestling. One of our mutual friends, known as Vija on the on uh, LMC, uh, Phil, um, 
I took him to my it was, it was my first live wrestling event as well but I took we I, I took him to because he was interested in, in seeing it we were on the front row because it was like hey just get to a seat uh, I think I had to pay that for like uh, like front row seats anyway for him and there was very there was a spot where it was very obviously there's going to be a dive into the crowd into the chairs Oh no! And know. Bryce, Bryce <laughs> Spenville is going move, 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 and my friend sitting there, go our friend Phil, and he's he's going, oh this is really good, and I'm move, I've gone, <laughs> everyone else around him is gone, and he's still sitting there, and Bryce Spenville's going move, move, because you know there's a you know incoming, quite literally, and I just I just reached over and just grabbed him and pulled him out of the way. Um, before you know, two hundred and fifty pounds of meat goes sailing over the top rope into the place where he previously had been sitting. Um, so uh, that that was that was great. I mean, afterwards he was like, "Oh yeah, that was really it was really good." He's like, "You know how you like weren't moving?" He's like, "Oh, he's like, oh, they would have missed me." He's like, "No, they wouldn't. <laughs> no, they wouldn't. That that guy was that guy was coming your way, whether whether you were moving or not." <laughs> Oh, dear. Uh, yeah, that was such to, great fun that show but yeah like, but going back to uh, Kevin uh, Pete Dunn there uh, yeah I mean I've had the fortune of, of actually seeing him at a WWE live event uh, with him oh yeah, yeah. The with, it, with him defending the title against Wolfgang uh, a really good uh, you know That's uh, cool. Scottish wrestler and uh, by god that was a great match when I saw that live as well so yeah we can totally agree Pete Dunn is awesome and I would hope that one day, once he's done with the UK division and uh, he drops the UK title uh, to uh, take either SmackDown or Raw uh, uh, on, you know, hopefully, hopefully, we get some really good matches with him, uh, with with the likes with either Mustafa Ali or um, or maybe Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, uh, hell, mm. go, um, you know, Owens, yeah. Yeah. If he, uh, if, oh, oh yeah, Owens, yeah, Owens, Zane. It's like totally forgot. Yeah, coming I, back as well. So. I think well. it, it's a shame that so many big names. Uh, we can say this recently, and this was a point I was going to get into after we talked about the Rumble. There are so many big names listed to come back, which you would have thought had been in the Rumble, and it would have boasted the star power massively. Um, not saying that everybody there wouldn't have done but if you take out people like kurt hawkins titus o'neill no way jose these guys that lasted less than five minutes in the rumble and put in stuff like kevin all owens the, yeah i was gonna say all the free agents ones uh ec3 laura sutherland even though we've had known uh, about laura sutherland's problems recent as of late mm -hmm. um another thing i just for fans of them i would like to assure you that sanity are actually still under contracts wwe <laughs> yeah. uh, because, uh, because sure we had none, none of them none of them were there thing. yeah it was like we, we, yeah exactly sanity uh, are a part of that uh, and um, Nikki Cross isn't even part of Sanity. Uh, she's technically a free agent. Technically, yeah. uh, very again going back to the Women's Royal Rumble, WWE management were quote pleasantly surprised by Nikki Cross's reaction, which only goes to show that that WWE management of the main roster, no clue, no clue. Yeah. Of course, she had a fantastic reaction. <laughs> it's Nikki Cross. Um. <laughs> 
I think it's just. I mean, we'll 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 touch on um, the end of the show. We spoke about this a while back, and I think it was on the last show where it was the 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 mixed match finals where we saw Carmella and our uh, truth win and we said there that we knew our truth having a 30 side it wasn't going to make any impact no. and um well he did have an impact against the side of a barricade as nia Jax beat him up and took his spot mm. yeah i i was surprised that this was going to happen uh, a, a woman entering the wo- uh, men's uh, rumble they match even did... though they have a women's rumble now and so... in this era yeah, they, they specifically bigged it up when uh, Beth Phoenix was on commentary over the women's rumble, and they talked about uh, the women who had entered the men's, men's rumble. rumble. Yes, they mentioned China on yes, commentary. Yes, I was a bit surprised uh, by that. Uh, they also mentioned obviously Beth Phoenix had done it, mm-hmm. and uh, the name escapes me for the third. Kana. Thank Kana. you. Kana. They Kana. mentioned all, mentioned all the females who had entered the males' rumble. So. I kind of thought they were alluding to something and it's obviously off the back of Rousey going into the women's that they thought they could pull off something. I don't think they had the reaction from Nia Jax doing it. I, I'm not sure. Obviously, Nia Jax was never going to win it, but it was yeah. definitely a reaction they mm. got from her being in there. And the looks on the faces, I think, of Orton and Mysterio kind of sold. Yeah, what are you like, doing? What, what, are we allowed we... to hit you? Like, yeah, this well, was the moment they decided to finally recross the line. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because we discussed because... it, I discussed it last show with the Mixed Match Challenge and how Hot Tags meant absolutely nothing in the Mixed Match Challenge because it, you know, when you uh, the other person gets tagged out immediately anyway, regardless of what happens. So hot tags meant nothing because then because yeah. you can't have that that connection because you'll upset the toy companies. My God, were they going to be upset after this one? Yeah, I was um, going to say that the the legal team were uh, yeah. back at uh, at uh, Stanford. They were probably going, "What the heck is she in there? What is that? Oh my God, she got yeah, hit by All right, John. God's sake, with our ears. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm willing to bet that wasn't run past them. Um, <laughs> the fact that yeah, the, 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 you're right, Pete, in that the 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 looks on their faces to like, can we actually enter? I it would have been an interesting way forward. Is actually essentially that Nia Jax wins it because no one's legally allowed to touch her. Um, <laughs> it would be an interesting way forward. Um, but yeah, yeah the, the sort of the, the cautious like, oh, can we do this? And then eventually Mysterio, as they said on the commentary, just coming to terms with it in his head, just drop kick, just. Do I, I kick, did. Go, I did like the thing kick. of um, Nia Jax putting Randy on the ropes and beckoning to Mysterio to go on, do it. It's your thing. <laughs> yeah, the guy. Yeah, do your move. <laughs> now, I thought that was actually genuinely a funny moment. Mm. Um, and then then both. It was a highlight. Out. I would think Nia yeah. Jack showing up was definitely a highlight of that Absolutely. rumble. And you know, intergender wrestling. There's some with within WWE. Obviously, there's there's a lot of controversy. But you know, it's been handled really well outside of that Lucha Underground. Treated as matter of fact, and everyone's yeah. on the same. Everyone's on the same level. But the, you know, it's just not something WWE has done regularly, and it's always gonna turn some heads and raise some eyebrows mm. but Nia Jax I mean she beat up our truth she eliminates Mustafa Ali almost she, I want to say <laughs> she, you know she she kicked enough but to say like 
look, she can handle her own in there. This isn't Absolutely. this isn't some sort of domestic abuse situation. No. You know, so when Rey Mysterio hits the six one nine and then Orton Okay. You know, yes. yeah. it, it was pretty satisfying. And it and I mean personally I I, I didn't feel no. too offended. I think no. that, you know, ladies can handle themselves and uh yeah. You know, people shouldn't get so upset about it. We all that's, know wrestling that, is. That's the thing. Is, that's is, the key thing. To, yeah, that's the key thing to take back into it. Uh, Nia Jax knew she could handle herself in that situation. She could have easily said, "No, I don't want to do the spot. I don't want do to you, do this." Do you know what? But, I I think they could even have done the same thing with Lynch and had Lynch go over in the men's one as the uh, winner. I think that would have been. Because she she goes on on Twitter about the man. tussling it up with the man, the men as the man, and I think I think having Lynch do the men's one would have been way more way more interesting. Well, she challenged oh, Rollins. She challenged that would have been Rollins. Super cool. Yeah, yeah. she challenged Rollins yeah. already. Uh, that pop, that pop yeah. would have been explosive if that happened. That would have been that especially would have been. if she didn't show up in the women's rumble and everyone just kind of deflated. Yeah, I mean that would have been pretty. Pretty insane, but I don't think they're ready to give the well, win. Did you? The did you hear the, what was it during the women's rumble for twenty nine? There, everybody was shouting, "We want Lynch, we want, we want Becky." And number twenty nine oh, yeah. wasn't Becky, and then uh, obviously thirty was Carmella. Uh, so there was a massive chant of boos after it was, and everyone got really deflated. And then Becky comes out to take over from Lana, and everybody yeah. was like elated. Like, could you? If, could you imagine the massive pop at number thirty for for Lynch coming down? Think oh, of, that would have been yeah. amazing. Like, I th- I honestly think that the men's Royal Rumble was the weakest of the night for two yeah. reasons. One, it really put an exclamation point on how long the Rumble was. I was especially like it's it was four in the clock in the morning for us. I'm not sure how late it was over there for you, Greg. Um, but it was it was an exclamation point on how long the Rumble was. After an already long day for the yeah. for the UK and European contingent, anyway, but it's just if you compare it to the Women's Rumble of the same year, it's it's just not as good. The star power wasn't there, and it's not to shit on any of the men. They're all really good, and I've said it before. They do stuff that the the four of us aren't gonna do. Um, <laughs> well, I can't speak for you, Greg, but I know about the rest of us. Oh, people. you you can speak for me. <laughs> <laughs> um. You know, you weren't um, you weren't doing any shooting star pressures in the right in the writers' room, were you there, Greg? No. Not, not lately, no. no. But um, <laughs> uh, it just it felt like it lacked on star power compared to the yeah. women's one, and they the the women's one just because there wasn't the 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 there was more comedic stuff in the men's and like short timed ones and everything else, and it, it could have been so much better just by getting some of those names back early instead of waiting post mania to bring them back. And I think that's the kind of disappointing thing about it. The women's rumble, everybody had a moment. Everybody had something, even if it was um, it was it went out immediately. Uh, what in the in the women's Liv, one? Even even Liv Morgan going out immediately. Uh, that had a purpose. It had a greater yeah. purpose as part of the Absolutely. story. And she, she would then return with yeah. Ruby Riot, and later. it played into the the Talia story versus the Riot Squad, and yeah. that continued throughout. There was there was something for everybody. Everybody had the little moment in the spotlight that was 
that I think was beneficial to them in some yep. way. Whereas the men's rumble, there was lots of people who were in, but then it didn't Gone. do anything. In and they, out. Didn't do anything yeah. for them in any way. So it's yeah, it just felt lacking for, mm. in some way. Um, I think we're at a fine point to call it a day unless anybody John or Greg you got anything to put uh, a comment last uh, finale point would, on the Rumble I would say the last thing is we didn't mention who won Seth Rollins winning the Rumble uh, you know I mean he's probably I think he was an easy pick if you were looking at who was in there Seth Rollins is definitely the guy you're, you're, you're kind of expecting to be one of the finals um, unfortunately I think he's just kind of a boring choice as, as talented as he is I think he's a safe choice the Rumble choice. he's going to yeah, safe choice. I mean, Rollins winning the Rumble, he's going to fight in a WWE title match. Like, that's not the most exciting prospect. We've seen him do that a number of times in mm-hmm. fighting. Yeah. So, I mean, that's another thing that kind of deflates it a little bit. It's, you, you know, when you when you have a Royal Rumble, you want the crowd is rabid for or or some kind of surprise. Those are, when those are the people who win, the Rumble is just that much better. So. And not, not taking anything away from Rollins ability or star power it just it just kind of feels like par for the course like who WWE would you who would you have liked to have seen win Greg? my pick and this is a this is out of left field I wanted to see Kofi Kingston win it even new then, then finally <laughs> pull the trigger on, I, on I, I only I only laugh because we've talked about the new day going for mainline titles before and um, yeah, it, it would be really good to see them. One of them do It'd it. Fun and fresh because yeah. th- there's nothing left for them to do as a tag team. So you know, move them into another division and keep them together. And yeah, no, absolutely. Don't uh, break them up. They, they, rule or have them support Kofi. Or, they've always said. That. They've oh, always I, said that the. They've always oh. said that the new day, the existence of the new day, is to get Kofi Kingston to yeah. a. I really want to see belt title. I really want to see a free bird rule with the WWE Championship. Oh, that would be madness. <laughs> yeah. Absolute that, madness. That would that would be fun to watch. Um, John, you got anything to add on the men's rumble before we go um, to the point? Well, granted, I mean, I had some enjoyment with it uh, other than, uh, than the rest of you, but I can definitely agree that, yeah, if you were going into this uh, to a long period uh, and this was like into hour five of this pay-per-view and uh, it was... It did draw out a lot, and uh, the end. The, like I said, with the what you could have had in there, could have made it a lot better and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And uh, going to uh, Greg's uh, comment of who he thought would have uh, would have been better to win the Rumble. Personally, myself, if Balor wasn't in the uh, in the Universal Championship match and in the in and in the Rumble, and Seth Rollins was facing Lesnar at uh, in the Universal Title match this night. I would have liked it if Finn Balor won the Rumble, so that way they could have mm-hmm. built up that and him, and it'd be the Demon versus the Beast at Mania and whatnot and all like that. But they want to go with the angle where they have Rollins be the you know defending the honor of uh, Roman oh, Reigns and yeah. all that jazz. So uh, um, you know. out of interest, Kev, who would have you wanted to have won win it if it wasn't Seth Drew? Yeah, I thought you might say that. Um, um, he had a really nice promo, by the way. Um, I think it was in the pre- I think it was in the pre-show, but it was yeah, a really was nice little promo from him. Mm. I think I kind of agree with you uh, about Drew winning it, but I think if anybody if it was anybody other than Seth winning it, 
I would have wanted them to go for the SmackDown title. Mm. Mostly because I feel, especially with Elimination Chamber coming up, it's going to be both SmackDown matches and it'll be a women's Elimination Chamber for the championship and it'll be a men's Elimination Chamber for the men's championship mm. because both of the Raw ones are going to be decided at Mania and I have a feeling we're not going to see Lesnar till WrestleMania now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, saying that, I mean, you said it would have been... If they'd have gone for the SmackDown one, if they'd gone been, for the SmackDown, I'd have been, if, if, I'd have been quite happy with a triple threat: Drew, AJ, Brian. That'd yeah. be awesome. But also, if it was Drew, if whoever won it went for the SmackDown Championship, and Lesnar wasn't going to turn up till Mania, you could then have the Elimination Chamber number one contendership for the spot at WrestleMania to fight Lesnar, and then you could have Seth win that. Mm. If, if Lesnar does turn up at Elimination Chamber, can he please not be in the chamber? I just I I know they've they've changed the outside now, so it's not the the metal anymore. One, yeah. It's it's sort of, I don't know gym mats or something. I just want to watch. But... I just I, I want Lesnar in the chamber for one reason and one reason only because I want to see just the steam extrude from his body and he's just in a fog box. <laughs> 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 he comes out to his own special effect produced yeah, by it. himself <laughs> oh, dear. Um, I think that's a fun point to end it and as usual uh, we normally go around the room and ask for scores out of 10 Mr Greg since you're new with us uh, I'd like to ask you what would you give the Rumble a score out of 10 uh, I'll give the Rumble a uh, I'll give it a 7 out of 10 I think it was a good show fair enough good point uh, Mr John uh, I'm going to go a little higher and go with eight. I'm actually being very generous with it. Um, I felt that uh, overall, I did actually have uh, a lot more fun with this. Um, I mean, you know, it's like uh, the it, it's still not going to be in, in NXT TakeOver status and whatnot, where I'm obviously going to give that so many higher regards. I still actually enjoyed this year's Rumble. It was definitely a very good Rumble this time around. It's, I mean, this is probably like the second, uh, like second Rumble in a row where I've actually been content with uh, what happened during the show. Last year's uh, Rumble I'll, was pretty yeah. good pay per view. Yeah, I'll agree with that. So, it was great. Yeah, uh, Kev. Uh, the card was well laid out for the first time in living memory it feels like um but i uh, concur with greg i'm gonna say seven it was it was entertaining um there was things that were lacking and the the men's royal rumble being slightly lackluster um puts a big dent in that yeah uh i i agree wholeheartedly um, again the predictability just brings it down a notch as well but as I said before we're in the build up to Wrestlemania where everything's pretty much going to be solid championships aren't really going to be changing hands now uh, except for the odd ones like we'll probably see the Smackdown Tag Championships lost uh, between now and Mania to build up for that and you know a, a few here and there but it, it's it's going to be nothing till Mania now so the predictability used to be there but the quality of matches was superb I've got no arguments about the position of the card maybe switch the rumbles around um, but that would be about it, just because, as we've said, the men's Royal Rumble was a little bit lackluster. Uh, otherwise, it was enjoyable. Um, it really doesn't need to be five hours. WrestleMania, you're going to be seven hours. I know you're going to be seven hours. Kill me now. Um, but let's just take... 
cut an hour out of Raw, put it down to two hours, put Raw and SmackDown on the network, give the extra hour, make your women's make your women's wrestling show, have that on the network. Fuck the US TV networks. <laughs> fuck, fuck Sky. Fuck all of that. Put everything on the network. I, I can, Definitely oh, Sky. I, I happily pay for the network. I don't pay for Sky or anything else. I would happily just watch it live on the net. Well, not live, but a, a pre-recorded version on the network so I can on watch it at a reasonable yeah. time. Exactly. But uh, TV networks get in the bin. Um, <laughs> and Im- immediately you make the network more profitable because oh what everybody can watch Raw and SmackDown live on the network. Okay, Pete, Pete, no. before you continue on that tangent, what's your score? I've already said my score. Is he agreed? Seven. I agreed. I agreed with Kevin Gregg. Uh, right. uh, so you know the average is what seven point two five, leaning on that with three sevens and an eight. It's yeah. a very good score for us specifically. <laughs> um, normally it goes a little bit down, but it's a very good pay per view, and I fully expect Chamber Fast Lane if it happens to be good. We do have Chamber next. Thank you very much for watching and listening. Uh, socials, Mr. Greg, please. Where can the people on the internet find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at It's Greg Han. Uh, if you like toys and 80s, 90s toys and action figures, follow me on Instagram at, at It's Greg's Toys. Uh, and if you haven't watched Sonic Boom, or even if you have, it's available on Hulu in the United States. So watch all the episodes on there. I don't know where it is internationally, but I know it's I don't around think on it's streaming on a dedicated streaming site for the UK. Uh, if, if, only, if only there was somewhere that should be telling us this information. Um. <laughs> um, yes, anywhere, anywhere else, Mr. Greg? Is that, is that uh, it? No, no, that's it. I, you know, I got some other stuff, you know, big announcements coming, Ooh. other exciting projects coming we'll we'll see what happens follow me on twitter and uh, definitely we'll definitely watch that yeah definitely watch mr greg's twitter the links to greg's uh, socials will be in the description box and i'm sure kev has made some magic for you those watching the vidcast that'll be on there for you as well john where can they find you on the socials of course with me you can find me on uh, twitter at turbo xlr as well as checking in my live streams of gaming goodness every wednesday Friday and Saturday evenings on twitch.tv forward slash Turbo Drive Live. Mr. Kev, where can they find you on the socials? Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, congratulations, you're already there. Um, <laughs> alternatively, on Twitter, you can follow all of us as a, as a group for last minute kickouts at Faces in Peril, uh, or you can find me individually at the Kevin Eva, hence Pete keeps saying that. Um, but other than that, like, please do follow us and if you yes. want to wear of it there's a link somewhere uh, so you can yeah, uh, watch the video stuff either in the YouTube's description or the iTunes or wherever yeah. you are listening to this magnificent we're, we're on iTunes yeah we are on iTunes uh, you can find me at Titans Creed uh, you can find me streaming uh, live on twitch.tv slash Project Phoenix Productions. Uh, those two are the places you can normally find me. We do have a last minute continued Discord uh, where I believe there's a link for that somewhere where you can come and join us and talk to us about wrestling and gaming and everything else. It's where we normally hang out. Uh, again, last minute kick out uh, if you listen to us on the uh, not to the other page. We do have it on its new specified YouTube. Uh, YouTube.com slash last minute kick out, I believe, Kev. Something like that. Something like that. There'll be a proper link if, if somewhere. Go, on the go to the go to the. If you're not sure, go to the Faces in Peril Twitter, and the link on that will take you to the YouTube. Absolutely. Uh, this has been uh, last minute kickout talking about the Royal Rumble 2019. I would like to say a very big thank you to our first guest, Mr. Greg Hahn. It's been an absolute pleasure having you and your intake. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. This was a lot of fun.
No worries. Thank you very much. As usual, thank you to my cohorts in crime. One, Mr. John Turbo Finley. Take care. And one, Mr. Kevin. The Kevin Eva will find another nickname for him at some point. Eva. Oh, I need a repackaging on my gimmick, yeah. everybody. Anyway. That's it. He's, he's going to take some time off, come <laughs> we'll, back. We'll see, and, we'll uh, see you back. soon. <laughs> Absolutely. And myself, Pete Tightscreen Navico. Until the next time for Elimination Chamber, we'll see you next time. Peace out. Bye, everybody. Bye.